Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for a new day. We thank you for this fresh lease of time that you add to our destiny. That you give us another opportunity to turn back to you for all the times we have turned away, for all the mistakes we have made, for all that lack of discernment that has led us down the wrong path, where we only looked at it from the eyes of the flesh and not the eyes of the spirit. Yet you call each of us by name to come back to you, Father. You say, come back to me with all your heart and don't let fear keep you apart. You are ever willing to forgive. You renew your mercy for us every morning. And your word says that you have loved us with an everlasting love. You don't just judge us by a king for what is right, but you give us that opportunity for righteousness where you yourself have paid the price through Jesus. And you have loved us like a father. A father, no father turns his child away. And we come with that understanding in our heart, with that reverence for our father, that respect for our king that love for our Lord. We give you honor, we give you praise, we give you glory, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the peace and joy that you pour in our hearts, that no matter all the disturbances, all the thoughts, all the worries, all the cares that we woke up with this morning, yet when we are with you, there is that calm, there is that serene, we are able to leave all of this outside the door. And then you minister to us through your word. You speak to us through that word and you give us the understanding, the wisdom that is needed for us to then along with the strength to go about our daily life and navigate and negotiate those challenges and emerge out of them victorious. And we go with the knowledge that you go with us. We do not go alone. So that same peace and joy, Lord, that works in our life, we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with everyone that is part of your greater fraternity of Christianity, Lord. Everyone that is a Christian and yet they do not know you personally. They do not understand this nature of a father, the giver of all things good. We share it also with all those that do not want to know you, have chosen to turn away. And we ask for a quickening in their spirit. And we share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and with those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our prayer, our faith, to partner with you, Holy Spirit, as we stand in that gap, and you breach, you repair the breach in their wall. When we make our prayer this morning with the understanding that when we call on you, that will not go unheard, and we cannot end up in shame. That you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than not just what we ask, but more than we could ever comprehend possible. That's what your word in Ephesians 3.20 says. So we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the name of the most high, the great I am. The one who is the preserver of men and who has covered our head in the day of battle. This is what your word says. The strength of our salvation. 
And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who won that salvation for us, the rock on which we build our life, our faith, the author and finisher of our destiny, the door and our daily bread, the word that has become alive and now dwells within us. When we read it, when we study it, when we meditate on it, and the Holy Spirit makes it more and more real to us, more real than our circumstance. And then we speak that word with faith. And we pray in the name of that spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of the creator, the greatest force in the universe himself, now living within us, has made his tabernacle, God himself dwelling within us, Emmanuel, in the true sense with the Holy Spirit now. The one who heals our backsliding. The one who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. The one who changes the times and seasons that we do not remain down forever but do come up. It is he who lifts us out of there. The breath of the Father. The one who raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body. And powers our ministry as well just like he did Jesus' ministry. We thank you Father that you have blessed us with your spirit, with your word. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer, your legal system. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every law in your book. That when we use that law in your legal system to allow you to intervene, we are praying in accordance with your will. And the king will always uphold his law. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. With every help that we need, including our advocates, the Holy Spirit here on earth and Jesus in heaven at your right hand. Interceding, advocating our cause that the accuser can no longer point a finger at us. When we come to this advocate, when we call on his name, we thank you, Lord, that you reveal all of this to us. You give us that system of advantage. And you grant us the wisdom through your grace to rise up again, that we might not remain down forever, but you cover us not only with your righteousness, but also with your glory. And as we make our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, and every person that is part of this prayer meeting, as well as every member of every family that is part of this Brisbane prayer group. By your precious blood, Jesus, the blood that has won victories. So the symbol of victory is all over us. And that is our protection, our hedge of defense. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with the will the Father has for our lives. That holy, perfect and pure will where he said, I have known you before I formed you in your mother's womb. He wrote that will for our lives back then. We ask for an enforcement of that will, Father, on each of these lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. We command that angelic protection in the mighty and holy name of Jesus, the name above all names. And we also herald the power in our word, our spoken word, as we proclaim your words, Lord, your word, your will, 
as written in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, when that purpose aligns with the will of the Father and we speak it in faith, releasing it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that power that you give in our tongue. Yesterday, we reflected on taking your thoughts captive and bringing every wicked thought into obedience to Christ. That is obedience to the word wisdom. The word wisdom that is within you. Which tells you that that thought is wicked. The presence of the Lord. Today I'd like us to reflect on the condition of our mind. And it is the soul which houses our will, our will, our intellect, and our emotions. That's our house. And that's the real battlefield as we were talking about yesterday. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is, you are his house. He lives within you. And then Jesus refers to that very same temple spiritually reflecting on it now when he said in Matthew 21 verse 13 my house will be called a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers. He's talking about your thoughts, your heart and what goes on in there. Is it a house of prayer which is filled by the word and where the Holy Spirit lives? Or is it devoid of both? And when it is devoid, then it is filled with those who come to steal, kill and destroy. Making it a den of robbers. Look at the transactions in your house. And you will know which side you are on. It can either be a house of prayer or it can be a den of robbers. There is nothing in between. And the transformation from den of robbers to a house of prayer is the journey we all have to undertake. Where we are introduced to the word, then as we start to study it, that word becomes real to us. And that word wisdom that we spoke about at the start, the understanding of what is said in the word versus what is happening in my life, and then you start to make changes, assisted by the Holy Spirit through His grace. You start to look at which side you are on. Is there trading going on in your house? Where you sell something good you have in exchange for something else. Perhaps you have traded moral values. Perhaps you have traded the truth and lied to suit our needs. Perhaps it was our values that we compromised on at work, in a relationship, in the community, 
Perhaps it was our ego that got the better of us. Did we trade peace for anger? Did we trade goodwill so that we might reap a benefit of something material? And that which is not prescribed by the word of God, anything of that sort, then it has become a den of robbers. Are you heading towards being controlled by that den of robbers where that has now become a habit? Many of us would probably correlate to that. I myself can. Because we started our journey from the realization that it is a den of robbers and we want out of there. We do not want that to be the case. Now let's look at the other side. If your house is filled with the world, then you gain discernment to know the difference and grace from the spirits prompting to turn away. And then you know that it is moving towards becoming a house of prayer. Suggestions and thoughts will always be there. We have our battles daily that go on in our mind. And all sorts of suggestions and thoughts come and then you are thinking, should I do that or should I turn away? You've got a prompting at the same time from the Holy Spirit as well to say that is evil, do not go there. Which one gets the better of you? Decide is decided by the amount of word knowledge and the inclination that you have there. It is the word and the spirit that give you that new perspective. When we adopt that new perspective, then we can truly say, like the Bible says, all the old has passed away and all things are made new. We no longer like that. We no longer want to go that way. Now, Satan encourages trading. He keeps trying to tempt people in the same three ways as he tried to tempt Jesus. We're looking at how things go down to becoming a den of robbers. That's his tempting. When Jesus finished his fasting in Matthew 4, we look at the three ways he tried to attack him. One of the most common ones is he attacks the hunger of the flesh, saying, trade it for bread. And for some, this can be hunger of the flesh can be manifest by sexual temptation as well. That is also hunger of the flesh. He looks at people when they are really at their lowest and then attacks. He also tests your word knowledge and your understanding. He tested Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 verse 6 by quoting from Psalm 91. Throw yourself down from the temple roof. And God has given angels charge over you. He tested Adam and Eve in the same way by tempting them. By, te by testing their word, knowledge and understanding of what instruction God had given to them. Jesus remained undeterred. But Adam failed that test. The very same test. Did God really say that? That was his test. He checks to see if you are clear on your instruction or is there space 
for him to confuse and then steal. And the third way is tempting with riches, power and fame. Many have fallen prey to this. Where they trade that fame, where they trade that money, that riches, physical abundance with everything they've got, buying it with all they've got and giving away what they have in the spirit. The question today is, how susceptible are you to trading? That decides how vulnerable you are. And that is the reason why the Bible says, take those thoughts captive before it ends up in this kind of an outcome. We need to intervene early if we do not want to become a den of robbers. Even though we have started our journey on the word, any deficiency there will be like him tempting Adam and Eve. And if we are not clear, there will be backsliding and you will lose. What you have will be stolen from you. That is why one of the scriptures that came up yesterday, 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert for your enemy roams around like a roaring lion waiting to prowl and waiting to kill. Prayer helps uncover your hidden thoughts. Now, this is where it becomes important for us to start to look at how do I identify where it is going wrong. One is your study of the word. The other is prayer. Where in that constant place of prayer, the Holy Spirit reveals to you through conviction where the gaps are. He helps you reflect on your own life, your thoughts. To see the areas where there is a potential trading going on. Or where there is something being stolen from you. And then when we ask for that grace, when we repent, when we ask for that grace, he is able to help us turn away from that and cast it out of our lives irreversibly. Luke 12 verse 2 to 3 says, Nothing is covered up that, you are, that will not be revealed or hidden. That will not be known. So nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden and that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on housetops. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for that grace of discernment this day, that understanding of what your word is teaching us every single day as we study it, so that we reflect on the condition of our house. As we journey towards building our relationship with you, we also start sanctifying and cleansing our temple with your help through your grace every single day of our lives. So that as we journey and start plucking out those different pockets of darkness from our lives, this life starts to conform more and more to that realm of Galatians 2.20 that Sister Shanin taught about on Sunday as well. That it is no longer I 
But because I start removing that darkness out and I replace it with the character, the image of Jesus through the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I start to conform more and more and become more like that nature and that character of Jesus. And that is what he really came to give us through his gospel, to be like him, that image which the Father loves and that is covered with glory. We ask for that discernment, that grace, that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical needs, those of our families and our friends, all our temporal needs, Lord. We pray for those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We cover them with your precious blood, Lord. And we lose healing over each of these lives as we ask for forgiveness for their sin. We stand in that gap, Lord. We pray for all families that are battling all kinds of division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially those that have fallen victim in any kind of those areas of temptation from the devil, which has left them prayerless, busy, poor, and so powerless. And ignorant as well, Lord. When out of that busyness, we are unable to connect with your word. We ask for that. We ask for forgiveness and we ask for that grace this day to reconnect and restart, rebuild our journey with the word, knowing who he is. The highest authority like Brother Vivek taught us on our Friday session. Those that have missed that session, it was a powerful session on a teaching about what the word really is and who it is. What position it carries in the universe. If you have not heard that teaching, please go back to our YouTube channel and listen to it there. Father, we pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for their salvation, those that have not yet, <clears throat> those that have not yet received it. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer, making it a prayer of agreement with each other, knowing that the Holy Spirit also prays with us, we believe in our hearts that this prayer is an answered prayer. It's made under an open heaven and does bring revelation, does bring manifestation as well. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to be able to pray in the Spirit, please release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
The words that were spoken to me this morning. I am your Lord. Do not be influenced by the way of the world. Abide in my word. Words of truth, words of power, words living and active. Be alert always. I am your strength. I am your guidance. I am your protector. And I love you. Come. Abide in me. The scripture I've been given is from Galatians 1.10. Am I now seeking the favour of people or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still pleasing people, I should not be a servant of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from the NRSV, from the book of Barak, chapter 4, verse 28 and 29, where it is written, For just as you were disposed to go astray from God, return with tenfold zeal to seek him. 
for the one who brought these calamities upon you will bring you everlasting joy with your salvation. And a second scripture shared is from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Quoted from the NIV, which is a reiteration of what we reflected on yesterday. And it's the Lord telling us to be a little more serious about that. Where it is written, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, and on our Telegram group, please share those with family and friends, especially the one that the Lord points you to. Also, a reminder about our Bible study session this Friday. It is a continuation in our series on changing the seen and shaping the unseen, the fourth part, where we will continue to learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. We shall share those links on our Telegram group. We shall also post them on our YouTube page so that those that follow us on YouTube will receive the message there. Please share these links with your family and friends. Invite them to come and join us. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless. Thank you, Russell.